0: FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids,
1: not your mother's podcast.
0: Yeah, and I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I said, "I will never get married." To okay, my, and I handed it to my dad, and he said, "I, I will bet you that, that that this statement isn't true. I'm going to hold on to this piece of paper." Okay, so <laughs> that's a really great talking point, actually, <laughs> because
1: um, people make decisions about what their life is going to be like Mm -hmm. when they're too young to know what life really holds.
0: Mm -hmm. That is so true. Right? So
1: we, at 18 years old, we're convinced we're going to be, you know, retired by the time we're 40, right? We're going to be millionaires. We're going to be married with a couple of kids. We're going to have this great house on the beach. We're going to have all whatever it is before you knew what life held for you. And nobody stops and reevaluates and goes, huh, maybe I should look at that paradigm a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. So are we recording?
0: Oh uh, yeah, we are recording.
1: Excellent. I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And if you're sticking around today, we're going to talk about your relationship, your sex, your not sex. Intimacy.
0: Intimacy. Lack of intimacy, maybe.
1: A lack of libido. hmm Lots of libido. <laughs> I'm a lot of libido.
0: Yeah, I am too. Okay. I've been told. I, you know, it's weird. I've never, um, I, I never thought of myself as having really high libido, but as I've gotten older, and of course now I'm dating men who are not necessarily in their prime. They're not in their twenties and their thirties, and they're getting a little older, and their testosterone's a little lower. And I'm like hearing all the time. Well, not you know, like just the other day someone was talking about me. Oh well, not like Monica's sex drive. Oh my God! And, so- I, and I was like, what? <laughs> Okay. What are you talking about, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not like I'm. It was weird. I was like, okay, and I there's, mean-
1: there's an association with us doing the show that that. Even if you and I had no libido, everybody assumes all we do is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Because I, you know, I went to PodFest and I have this tribe of people that I've that I hung out with. <laughs> and so the comments that have come across, right? There was some comment that came across my phone and it was some little meme and it was something about penises. And one of my, my friends posted and he's like, Sean Lee's going to love this.
0: I'm like, hey. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get all kinds of memes and messages now and it, it's always about sex you know, which is fine, you yeah, know, yeah, fine. but I also wouldn't mind if you just sent me a text that said, Hey, how are you doing? today?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be like a, you know, a sexual meme about, you know, blowjobs or something, you know? Okay, okay. I
1: have to read you the meme because it was really funny. Okay, what it says, it I was on a work call today and my five-year-old sitting next to me working on a school assignment when he suddenly said very loudly, Mom, I just feel so bad for you that you don't have a penis. I love my penis so much. Yeah. Homeschooling, working from home is going great. Really great. Couldn't be better. (laughs) God. And so I get the meme and it says, Sean Lee's going to love this. Mm. So I think there is something to us doing a sex podcast that makes people think we have sex all the time.
0: But I'm talking like my partner. Well, I, you know, it's interesting. Like it's not an assumption. Like it's actually like his uh, his belief about you. His experience. Well,
1: I I love sex. I like, do. So. I love I I masturbate two, three times a day. Jason calls it, what's Jason call it? My 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 coffee break, my 10, <laughs> 4, and 2 or something. My 10, 12, and 2. That's what he says. He says I've definitely, she takes masturbation breaks at 10, 12, and
0: 2. I think that's so great. I um, yeah, for me, this whole quarantine thing, I get bored. And and so, you know before where it would be maybe once a day, sometimes twice, maybe, but usually I'm a once a dayer. I'm morning and night for sure. Yeah. I'm, I don't it does know. I kind of, I don't care. I'm like whenever the mood strikes me, I just like whatever. But, um, but yeah, lately I'm, I'm like, well, what could I do? And then, oh, I could, I could do, I I could could grab my vibrator. (laughs) It's not like I have a timeline. I don't have to like, you know, like I'll wake up and I I can't go to the gym, which is my normal routine, mm-hmm. you know, and I I can't, uh, there, I mean, I can't go do something. So I'll wake up and and I start getting the guilties that like I'm laying here in bed. And I'm like, oh,
1: well, <laughs> there's nothing better than a meditation after a masturbation. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, you got to try it.
0: And, and that's the only thing is, and I don't know if other people are doing this. I, somebody sent me an article recently, which was really nice. To to read that, but you know, I I do feel like I am not doing the things that I want to be doing. Like you know, like I, oh, you have is... to read that article. That was good. Um, we have to we have to
1: link to that article because I think it has a, a lot of value. So even as we read it on the show today, I think it has a lot of value when you're trying to deal with your partner. So one of the things that happened to me recently while you're finding the article is I had a massage recently by this incredible energy worker and body worker and nobody gave me any bullshit about social distancing. Okay. I get it. I put myself at risk. (laughs) Suck it up, buttercup. It's my body. I put myself at risk. I can live with, with that. I don't go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. The point is, is that I was saying to him that the evolution I've done for myself in terms of my own personal growth, that kind of thing. And that one of the gifts that my partner gave me Mm. is that he never made life easy for me. And I said, you know, he was going to do him, whether I agreed or not. And so I really had to get solid in myself. Mm. And he said, I said, he's a very selfish being. I say that in a really positive, soft way. Anne Rand wrote this wonderful book, you know, and, and talks about the virtue of selfishness and being selfish. And he said to me, the only people who don't, who don't like selfish people are controlling people. Right. And, And he kind of touched me when he did it because he was massaging. He kind of tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, okay, you're right. I give. And I I say that because when you read this, um, Mm -hmm. this article...
0: It like it's a little it's, quote. it's
1: about being. It's really about being that beautiful selfishness or self-fullness, if you want to describe it.
0: Yeah. And I've been feeling very guilty about not doing the things that, you know, like I'm masturbating three times a day, but really what I should be doing is meditating and getting into the practice of doing yoga every day. And, you know, I have a, on my board downstairs, I have a list of things that I really want to accomplish, you know, make into habits. So when I come out of this on the other end, I've got some new habits. Well, you know, we all know forming habits, you know, what you have to do it for a certain amount of time. You know, what is it? Three weeks or something. There's a whole lot of evidence There's on a, a whole lot of things. Yeah, like, it, but you, you know, you you get into the groove on doing these things right. and it becomes the new thing. So, you know, I have this whole thing in my head, like I want to start meditating and I want to start doing yoga and I want to start, uh, you know, I actually signed up for a ham radio Class, weirdly, you know, I'm thinking (laughs) apocalyptic here. You know, (laughs) she's got ammo and a ham radio, guys. (laughs) But um, I'm feeling very guilty and a vibrator, right? So I feel very guilty about not, you know, prioritizing those things. And so, anyway, so I'll read Read the
1: quote, and then I want to go back to the guilt.
0: Yeah. So it says, um, if you're exhausted, rest. If you don't feel like starting a new project, don't. If you don't feel the urge to make something new, just rest in the beauty of the old, the familiar, the known. If you don't feel like talking, stay silent. If you're fed up with the news, turn it off. If you want to postpone something until tomorrow, do it. If you want to do nothing, let yourself do nothing today. Feel the fullness of the emptiness, the vastness of the silence, the sheer life in your unproductive moments. Time does not always need to be filled. You are enough simply in your being. So I think
1: that quote is beautiful. I loved it when you read it the first time. I'm a firm believer in hedonistic pleasure Mm -hmm. because if you, it's not serving you to feel guilty.
0: That is true. That is very true. And if your libido is is high,
1: it's not serving you to not take care of it. So (laughs) if your libido is low, it's not serving you to not take care of it. I mean, it just, you want to make yourself feel good. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because do you remember when we interviewed, uh, Dr. Allen, Corey Allen, a couple of weeks ago on the show. Yeah. So one of the things I didn't talk about when we did that show was um, I listened to one of his shows and one of the things that happened was the husband and the wife, the husband was upset because the wife didn't really want to do anything sexually adventurous. Okay. Yep. Long story short, boom. Mm-hmm. But what the husband ended up doing, and he was interviewing, by the way, a doctor, a uh, friend of his. So he's a, P- he's a PhD. She was an MD. Okay. And the conversation was, he has turned to porn. And the wife found out about it. Uh oh. And <laughs> exactly, right? And the the perspective they came from I did not agree with. And I was so here I am driving in the car, yelling at, at the at the radio, <laughs> if you will. Okay, because I'm arguing on behalf of the guy.
0: Oh. Because because she's not she's not wanting to do
1: anything adventurous. Right. He's having his needs met by watching porn. Right. And it's not that he didn't want to do them with her, she didn't want to do them with him. That right. was the supposition as mm-hmm, we started this, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But they used it in the dialogue, and I wish I'd have mentioned this to him when we interviewed him, was as a, almost as a punitive space that he was punishing her by going to porn. He was punishing her for not doing the things he wanted sexually. Well, what
0: else is he supposed to do? That's where I went. I mean, he should just not experience... Any pleasure because his wife like he has to go down with that ship. Well, and that's what that I, doesn't I, seem fair. What made you think it? was... Like I listened to this, and maybe I misunderstood, but they use the word very distinctive,
1: punitive, and punitive means punishment. Yes, and so they felt that she was or she was being punished because he picked porn, and I felt like he was having
0: his needs met without punishing her. Well, the only thing that I could. <laughs> I mean, I guess I need a little more backstory as usual because if he's doing it in a retaliatory or in a retaliatory way, where you know maybe he's not trying anymore to make an advance towards her or something, or maybe he's not trying it in a different way, then I could see okay, that sounds a little bit like punishment, right? Because now he's put this wall up and he's just turned to the computer screen. I mean, I do not love, I don't mind guys watching porn if I have a relationship with you and you like to watch porn, I am totally okay with that as long as it doesn't affect my sex life with you. So don't tell me that you're not in the mood that night because you whacked off three times today on, you know, Pornhub. Okay. So wait a minute, Laurie.
1: Can I love this because we're talking about libido and people in close quarters. Yeah. Right. So some of the best orgasms you're going to have are masturbation orgasms.
0: You know, and it's funny because I... I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't agree because I've had some killer orgasms, but it, they're to me, they're like apples and oranges.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not denying right? So, that,
0: right? I'm just saying sometimes it's sometimes
1: not having to, not having to quote unquote worry about anybody else's pleasure. Yeah. Is really, it's selfish, it's self indulgent, it's, it's totally inwardly focused. It's it,
0: exactly, right? no, I get it. So I'm with you
1: though. Because one of my challenges is in a poly relationship. I'm like, dude, don't be off fucking anybody else (laughs) and then come home and tell me you're too tired for me. Right. Okay. So I got you. I same thing. Okay. okay. I'm with you. Yeah. But I guess my point is, is in those, if your libido normally runs high, Mm -hmm. right? Is it punitive to handle it on your own? Do you see what I mean? Right. Versus versus bugging your partner all the time.
0: Well, no. Right. I agree. Like, you know, I if I if I, if I I flip the situation and I try to be the woman in that scenario and I have... <laughs> she tries to be the... I'm sorry. And, that's well, funny. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not the guy today. You're going to be the guy. But girl. I have... But lately, I kind of have been. I'm the one who's like, we haven't had sex today. Like, you know, <laughs> and I would have sex two, three times a day. Preach to I, the choir, sister. <laughs> preach it. So anyway, in this situation, if I put myself in her shoes and, you know... I'm sending him away, or I'm not responding to his advances, then I can understand why he would want to go and watch porn. But, you know, if he, if he's coming to me and constantly making advances, you know, and, and then I'm always saying no, then also, I think it's OK that he goes and watches porn, I guess. I don't know.
1: So yeah, I, so here's the thing. That didn't really... I didn't really... No, it made total sense. Exactly (laughs) what you said made sense. I I just think that if I put myself in her shoes and my partner wants something that I don't want, for me, I would want to know how could I... Because I'm all about the personal development, right? How could I make this palatable for both of us? So in other Mm -hmm. words... If I don't want to have sex with you, like he said in the in, in the in the um, in the interview, it was she only was she was only willing to do missionary. It was only occasionally, you know, classic stuff, right? Right. So if I only want to do missionary and I only want to do it occasionally, mm. and you want to watch porn, maybe as a woman, if you're, or or as a man, if you have a lower libido, maybe your job, if you will, is to. Just be present during that. Let them have their pleasure. Let them enjoy
0: their fantasies. You don't have to participate, but you certainly could be present. And I guess all I was trying to say is if at the point he's completely given up and he's just turning to porn and not trying to, unless she's told him, look, don't try, I'll come to you. Well, so that begs the question. So perhaps she hasn't said that
1: and now he's like, he's asked, and he's asked, and he's asked, and he's asked, and he's, and everybody's got a rejection limit.
0: Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, nobody wants to be rejected, especially sexually, because we make ourselves so vulnerable when we put ourselves out there with our partner, and they say no. I mean, it's fine every once in a while. Like, I've got a headache, or is it okay tomorrow? Or Mm -hmm. I'm down with that. But if it's every time.
1: Can you imagine? So I thankfully, have never really experienced that kind of consistent rejection. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine it wreaks havoc on your on
0: your self-esteem. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah.
1: I, I, I would feel like I was not attractive.
0: Yes. You feel like you're not attractive or you're not enough. I mean, it's happened to me in short blurbs, but then I've had a huge fight. And then you have makeups. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Monica formula. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I need gonna... a little passion. <laughs> Just get into a fight, have a big old fight, no. and bam! I'm not
1: recommending that at all. I'm not saying it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes clearing the air. Well, that's true. Beats the shit out of walking on eggshells. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but okay. So we're in this situation. Here we are, you and me, Monica, and I'll be the one with the low libido. Okay. Okay, so I don't know what that's like. Hang on, I got to think about it. <laughs> okay, so what would that be like? That would be, that would be hard if I, I would feel like I was always displeasing my partner. If they kept asking and I kept saying no. And I feel like I would probably create negative space between us. In other words, I would be frustrated with you about the dishes so that you wouldn't ask me about sex.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: I mean, I think I would start bullshit fights. You left the rag on the floor.
0: maybe. Yeah, you, I mean, I yeah. don't know.
1: But and if you're the one with the big libido, how do you combat that in close quarters with a partner who has a lower libido? Mm. I'd make it fun. How? I'd stop making sex hard. <laughs> try, gonna... the, try the lamb, folks. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I try to make it fun. You yeah. don't have to have a hard penis to have good sexual relations. You don't. You
0: don't have to. There's. There's fingers and tongues and talking and. But if you have a partner that doesn't want to, do, you know, I mean, I have gone through phases in my life where I. Well, especially. I mean, you've been married for a long time, and you're very fortunate that you have a marriage where you're. Twenty it, you years. Have
1: not been bored. Sexually. Yeah,
0: and I, and I had a relationship with a guy that we didn't have fireworks. You know, seven years into that relationship, you know, we were still having sex, but we had to schedule it, which isn't very romantic. But. But it works. It did work. It did
1: work. You oh, know, I think it's, I think it's fine. It's it scheduled an appointment that said, this relationship's important. Well,
0: it's so true. And, you know, I think we, we've talked about this before, but I would get in the shower because I like to shower before sex. She showered before the show today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's your visual. i are in welcome. pajamas right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would never know that. She's got very sexy pajamas on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I would be in the shower and I would be like, oh God. I you know I just am so not looking forward to this, but every single time afterwards, I would think to myself, we need to do that more often. Yes, because you connect with your partner. Your know, sex isn't just about sex, and I think sometimes you got to take one for the team. Mm-hmm. And and was, the team is the relationship, right? And and it was always enjoyable. I mean, for me anyway, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it's not torturous. It still feels pretty darned good, and it was just a mindset at that point. So that's why and but we just didn't have the sparks anymore that got the you know I
1: think scarcity creates sparks. I told you that. I think that's why I really do think that's why after 20 years Jay and I are, are still so passionate because we have always had that space of mm. non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. And even when we're not having even when we don't have other partners, the dialogue of that. And so I think that I think that that adds to the libido because there's some there's something really I've always called it good jealousy. Like if there's a better word, I don't know what, but that feeling you get when you know your partner's like looking really good and you guys go out to the club and girls are checking him out. Mm. You're, you're so excited because you get to take him home.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a great feeling. Right, that's such a great feeling. So that, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I call it the good jealousy feeling. So that's what non-monogamy has done for us. Mm. But but I share that because it's like, how can you create that space in these close quarters?
0: Yeah, How I mean, and we're we're all, you know, on top of each other right now and not necessarily... <laughs> in the
1: way that we <laughs> want to be. So it's interesting because I'm i a big fan of creating space in close quarters. And I was reading stuff. And I don't remember what I was reading, but it was good.
0: All right. Well, you go then. No, you go. Well, I was going to say, you know, we've we've visited this a little bit because of we're all stuck in this situation that we thought was, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was going to be over by now. I can't believe we're still here. But I do think there's this underlying sort of, you know anxiety that we're all feeling whether we're you know I mean I don't know about everybody else but I'm saying constantly like I'm fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> everything's fine <laughs> everything's fine but there's and it is it's fine I don't have control over it so of course it's fine because I can't control it but underneath you know that little voice sometimes sneaks in and it's like what if you know what's happening what what if I'm not making money I, you know I haven't worked in a couple weeks now it's A little scary. So I think we have to learn to manage our anxiety because you can't, I don't think you can have, well, at least I can't be really sexual and thinking about sex if I've got anxiety. Maybe that's why I'm masturbating so
1: much. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because I was like, all right. So you know, we talked about the body's chemicals. Yeah. Your body only makes so much. Your body can't tell the difference between nervousness and excitement. Right. Okay. So it's a mindset. Right, mm-hmm. so in, in the That's reading, right. in the reading I was doing, it said that lots of people. Are you ready for this? Yeah, people often get really horny at funerals. Really, mm-hmm. um, I have so many <laughs> clients. This is this is from Psychology Today. I have so many clients tell me they met at a funeral. She says when people face death, they become more sexual. So that goes back to that whole concept of of that anxiety when people are facing something that is mortality driven. Mm. Then you got one or two choices. You can you can face it in fear, or you can face it in fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about, let's face it in fun. Mm-hmm. So I think that the way to combat some of the anxiety and closeness and frustration is to have more sex. Make the effort because you're right, it doesn't feel bad.
0: Well, that wouldn't, and I feel like in, that kind of improves your relationship quality because you are connecting, you know, on a, on a level that there is a, uh, there was a poem. This is kind of a little sidetrack, but I remember there was a poem that I had read, and and she would she was referring to the relationship as um, each of us having do- uh, like dogs, and the dogs are barking, and sex is the only time where they they just kind of go and lay down and yeah, you know, you have you're really just vulnerable with your partner, and you're able to just connect in that way, and so I can't imagine sex being detrimental. If I want to stay mad,
1: I don't have sex. I'm just putting it out there. If I'm pissed off at my partner, any one of them, Mm. and I want to stay mad at them, like everybody's got a mad and they're like, I'm mad at you. I'm not ready to be over being the mad yet. Don't touch me. Because I know Mm. chemically when we we orgasm, we release oxytocin, that love chemical, right? right. So if I want to stay mad at you, I don't want you to touch me. Mm. So if you're in close quarters and you can't get away from them, this is a good time to let go of the mad. Mm -hmm. Well, that's
0: true. And then, you know, it all becomes sort of a cascade effect too, because as we have an orgasm and release all those wonderful chemicals into our bodies, guess what? We sleep better, right? Which is a whole another way to boost your libido, right? We need sleep. We need quality sleep. If we're not getting really great, good eight hours a night, then your libido is going to be in the Shudder, but and the,
1: right, and the inverse is true, right? If you stay, if you find a mad like you left the dishes in the sink, right, and you follow that trail, and you're oh, and you left the rag on the floor, and oh, I have to clean up your dirty underwear off the bathroom floor too. You know, if you follow mm-hmm. that trail of mad, the more mad you have, the lower your libido goes.
0: Yeah. Oh, right? for sure. So the more yeah, you se- can almost get to a
1: repulsion. Exactly. So the more sex you repulsion, you're exactly right. Yeah. The more sex you have the higher your libido goes. It's like a body in motion stays in motion. Mm-hmm. A body, right? Or you
0: spiral up instead of sort of sliding down.
1: Right. And yeah. so...
0: So I was going to say too, You know, for people who maybe don't want to have intercourse, maybe just focusing a little bit more on the foreplay could also be a fun way to have that intimacy and not actually have sex.
1: Let's talk about that. Because okay. I think that's a really great suggestion. I don't think we
0: do that enough. I, I don't think so either, but I
1: think that I would love for us to define the, the foreplay a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because when you say that to me, my initial thoughts are lots of kisses and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But what are, and what I'm hoping right. to offer here are some different types of foreplay. Because when I think about, first of all, I want to be so grateful right now, I got a moment, that, okay. <laughs> that, that my son is a grown up and I am not trapped in my house. <laughs> with my, with my child. Oh
0: yeah. That's true. Right. So
1: there's a lot of people that are trapped at home with little kids and stuff. That's gotta be very tough. Right. So they can't necessarily, you know, Hey, let's go to the bedroom at two o'clock. Right. Right. So Mm. how can we create foreplay that isn't that that's DIY? Like I did that DIY video, do it yourself, sex toys. Right. So the same concept here is how can we create DIY foreplay? Like if one of you is washing the dishes, can you walk behind that person and rub their shoulders
0: mm. without expecting anything in return? Mm-hmm. That's a great suggestion. You're, I love that. Right, that's what I'm thinking about. Because I always we think that? of like foreplay. You have to be naked, mm. <laughs> but I think you're right that that really there are so many opportunities you know throughout the day that can create that intimacy. You know, even sneaking a kiss in the laundry room or something. Yeah,
1: or or rubbing their feet as you guys watch TV together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or hands. Remember we watched that Goop lab. Um, oh yeah. Ma- yeah, of massaging how massaging engine. your hands. Yeah. So I did that by the way. My partner was in town. Yeah. And and um, he started to rub my hands, and I remembered the Goop lab that we saw about really being very directional about what you like. Right. And it was the first time that when he rubbed my hands, I was really, I, I there's that. For me, anyway, if somebody rubs my unless I'm paying you, if you rub my hands, I'm gonna be like, okay, thank you,
0: right? Because I'm like, (laughs) I'm gonna be quick
1: because I don't want your hands to get tired because I'm worried about you and all of that instead of sinking into that pleasure. And I didn't this time. Yeah, I just let him rub and rub until I was done with that hand, and then I switched hands and showed him how to do it on the other one. That's great. It was really it was a very intimate experience. Oh, for sure, that's wonderful. Yeah, so that's that's Mm -hmm. another way to have foreplay, right? So what do we have so far? We have rub their back when they're when they're doing a regular chore. I I'm gonna pet peeve for me, do not come up behind me and kiss the back of my neck or touch me or anything like that if I'm at the stove. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Men- I'm just, mental note to self. I'm just saying, dishes are fine, <laughs> uh, washing laundry, folding clothes, but not in front of the stove. Because you don't want to... Burn my tatas.
0: Oh, God. Well, all right. Hello, have you seen them? I was gonna say some of us don't have that problem. Okay, well
1: some of us do. Yeah. So we do not want them in the stew.
0: Nope.
1: Don't wanna do that. So anyway, what else do you think? Um facials. Rubbing
0: someone's face. <laughs> that just that sounds dirty. <laughs> it just made me laugh. I'm sorry. Pearl
1: necklaces too. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean like think about the things you like Like maybe some people don't have a massage table And they can't get a whole massage But I love when I get a massage and they rub my head
0: yeah no that's a good one my my part my current partner likes that he, he's big into head rubs and eyebrow rubs and yeah you know um, and it's and it is intimate to you know, we we can just be on the couch watching television and I'll literally be i know it's so weird to give someone i've never ever in my life had someone ask me to massage their eyebrow <laughs> <laughs> but it's it gives him goosebumps like he has this weird that's I, hot he, he did it for me, and I was like i don't get it. I just didn't, you know.
1: Well, see, I don't like my ears played with, but one of my partners does. Oh, yeah. So there you go. You know, where you're just sitting on the couch and you just reach over and you just rub their earlobe if you know your partner likes it. Yeah. I guess that's what we're trying to say is you don't have to have sex in order to be sensual and Mm -hmm. sexual and intimate and loving and Mm -hmm. libido creating.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that all leads up to, you know, you're right. You really do have to put the anger and the, um, resentment and, and the contempt and all of the things that we are building on when we're getting irritated with one another. You all, you have to put that all to the side to be, to allow someone to touch you, I think, and to touch them back, you know, because then that's just the only thing that you have is that love. And, and you can't have, there's no space for that love when there's all that other crap. Well,
1: and the interesting thing is when there's that other crap is is on a on a grand level when you can create, it's like makeup sex, right? Mm-hmm. You have that that conflict, that, that contrast, that chaos. And so when you do come back together, that space has been created to have some more intimacy. Mm-hmm. So if you're mad and if you've been mad, because I don't know, you've been living on top of each other and that sucks for some people for mm-hmm. a long period of time. And the kids are housebound. And, no,
0: and you're cooking. Jesus. I mean, all I do is cook and, and eat, eat and go to the grocery <laughs> store. Yes. I have spent more money on groceries. Is everyone doing this or is it just me? I actually saw a meme that was, it was like, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's so a, it's so a household happening. budget,
1: right? It's a household budget, <laughs> entertainment, zero, travel, zero, <laughs> clothes, zero, food, 1,624. <laughs> it's
0: so true. I mean, that's the only thing to do. you know, I'm baking banana breads. And She's
1: learned to make ice cream. I, yeah, I ice
0: cream. You know, I, I've gone, I go to the grocery store and it's minimum $150 and I go every two days or every three days. And you, know. you live alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. ridiculous no it's ridiculous I don't know what's happening yeah. no I, I actually went to the grocery
1: store yesterday because I needed I'm juicing again okay. and I needed vegetables and I was so proud of myself because I literally I went through the produce section grabbed my and walked out for like 24 dollars, yeah. and I, I thought I was a rock star
0: yeah okay. no it's so
1: I think that's true of everybody okay so let's talk about this you can go to the grocery store with your partner and if your kids are old enough to stay alone for 30 minutes leave them alone for 30 minutes Go to the grocery store, strap on your masks if you want to, mm-hmm. and just go be grown-ups for a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean...
1: And might I suggest you go parking? Just saying. In your neighborhood, in your driveway. Oh yeah, I don't you care. you can
0: park somewhere and have a little make-out session. I had that... Remember I told you about that time that I went with a new lover and we ended up parking in front of my house? <laughs> no. Oh, my
1: God. It was so great because we left the restaurant and we end up... He, he's driving me home. And we end up making out like teenagers in front of my house.
0: <laughs> That's fun, though. right? It
1: was fu- it was so fun, and it was great because the neighbors were driving by really slowly. <laughs> and I was like, and this was before social distancing. Everybody relax, but it was so <laughs> hot because I'm a grown up. He's a grown up. We could have gone in the house, right? But there was something very hot about the nostalgia I think for both of us Mm -hmm. to be in the car, Mm -hmm. you know, touching and petting and kissing and getting the windows all fogged up and steamy and sexy and Mm -hmm. dirty. And yeah. Go to the car. Go to the car. People with children. Social distance in the car. Knock yourselves out.
0: (laughs) I think that's such a great idea. (laughs) Or just put the children in the car and then. (laughs) In the garage with the engine running. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You know, but that's another point too. you know, talking about libido and, I would say I would point everyone to if you haven't heard it already the aphrodisiac show that we did. Oh, great idea. On the foods because there are some foods and guess what chocolate is not one of them. Remember we we debunked <laughs> yeah. that. We debunked yeah. the chocolate aphrodisiac thing. That, that doesn't
1: mean you can't cover each other in chocolate.
0: That's true. But yeah, there are some foods that have been scientifically proven to boost your libido. Great idea. I will link the, uh, the aphrodisiac show and I'll also link the, um,
1: the, the uh, class soiree. I always say this wrong. Soiree, is it soiree? Soiree. 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 Yes. I always say it wrong. Class soiree. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I believe you. The class soiree <laughs> steakhouse um, with the Rock's personal chef Oh, um, yeah. He did a really good show on that. And I know he's been doing some catering since that's been going on. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, so for aphrodisiac tantra foods, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So I have a quote. Okay, go. It's quote day. And this is from <laughs> Friedrich Nietzsche. Okay. Okay. The true man wants two things, danger and play. For that reason, he wants a woman as the most dangerous play thing. Wow. I Can you believe that. Nietzsche said that? I love that I quote. didn't know that. Yet. I love that quote too. So what I was thinking about is now that we've kind of played with the idea of raising our libido and we've got some foreplay going on, mm-hmm. how can, without being unsafe, how can we be dangerous Ooh, in a, in a really sexy way, right? There's something, so like what comes to mind for me is Angelina Jolie and the Lara Croft series, mm-hmm. right? One of the things that made her so sexy in that was the danger element, mm-hmm. right? How can women or men- it's like you were talking about with Dr. Corey on the interview we did. When men stick their balls in their wife's purse, they're immediately less sexy. <laughs> yes. Right? But so, so
0: <laughs> it's true. No, it is true. It's absolutely true. And I love,
1: we want a man. And yeah. And I loved what he said about his penis is firmly attached. Yes. Securely and permanently or something attached. Yes. Right? yes. And so when I think about like, what can guys do to give that element of danger? Hmm,
0: right? I think you could just be
1: yeah, I more primal is what's coming to mind.
0: It's so funny. I I didn't want to say that because, you know, I'm a big fan, but um yeah, my dude came over here the other night and I don't know what got into him, but
1: the primal got into him. I'm
0: telling you, I, you know, he picked me up. He does the pickup thing. Like physically picks me up and carried me upstairs. That's
1: so hot. If you can,
0: guys, if you can do that, <laughs> it's so It's hot. It is such a panty dropper. (laughs) (laughs) It is such a panty dropper. You know what he also did? No. So this wasn't in the same night, but this was recent. He, um, so we we were fooling around and he was... Caressing, like he was basically like running his hands, but extremely softly over my body, like they were barely touching me. So I felt the heat from his hands, but not so much the touch. Mm -hmm. And then, and so that was very sensual. And then there's all this anticipation because you keep kind of rising to the hand because you want it to touch you.
1: So everyone knows I'm watching Monica sit up taller and taller and taller and (laughs) taller and taller in her chair. She's like, I'm reaching for the touch. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So and then he. He kind of went down to go down on me and I was still wearing panties mm-hmm. and he pulled, just pulled them to the side. Oh, that's hot. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> so hot. Threw the
1: panties or to the side. Yeah, Both threw the are panties
0: hot. to the side. And then he looks up at me and he says, are these expensive? And I said, no. And before the N.O. was even out of my mouth, he literally ripped them, ripped them off of my body. Ooh. Like, tore them. You know, there's the a cro- kink called Panty Ripper porn. Oh, no, I didn't know that. He yeah. tore them, like, literally at the cross. And he has never done that before. I was like, okay, get down with your bad self.
1: <laughs> but you know what I love about that? I love that he asked, are they
0: expensive? <laughs> I know, it was really thoughtful, wasn't it? It really was very nice of him. <laughs> I was like, no, even if they had okay. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was I sweet. love that he asked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. What so, a giver. So
0: that yeah. was fun. So that been right
1: there is that element of danger.
0: Yes. No, absolutely. And I wasn't really sure what he was doing. I, you know, and I will say, I mean, you know, that's one of my favorite things about my partner is he, right now is that he's, he is a very creative, you know, it's different every time. I never know what the heck he's going to come up with. And I asked him the other night, I said, you know, do you ever get like performance, almost like performance anxiety where you're kind of worried about, like, do you sit and think about And he's like, no, actually, I just, like, he just comes, like, he just, it's whatever his, strikes him, his fancy. Right. And so, so as
1: I mentioned <laughs> that, you know, after 20 years, we've never been bored and it's his, it's his credit, not mine. Yeah. But he watched a lot of porn growing up. Okay. And so I think that contributed to, but what I think it contributed to was his willingness to try anything. Yeah. Well, I'll try
0: anything twice.
1: (laughs) Right? Exactly. (laughs) But so if you are not feeling like you're the most creative, Google is a great. Resource, yeah, and
0: and I I would normally never recommend porn, but honestly, I think that's a good. That's actually not a bad go-to to get some ideas.
1: Right, you know, we've told you how not to lick pussy, <laughs> right. right? So we're not asking you <laughs> On to several to, occasions. Exactly, we're not
0: saying you should change your
1: techniques particularly. No, but but like like just now when you were talking about the the ripping of the panties, there's mm-hmm. actually panty ripper porn. Right, right, and and there's so many like things. That, here's what I found. Things that I didn't know were going to turn me on—I mm-hmm. was like kind of surprised about. I was like, "Whoa, I, I, that, I, I'm, I need a moment, right?" I, I think that that's that's a good, and if you can watch it together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my my encouragement that of that is is though, I have to give, like I spent a lot of time on the show kind of talking about my current partner, but I got to give him props because one of the things I said to him recently was. What a gift that he gave me that I hope that other couples are giving each other is this lack of judgment or fear. So even in the early years, when I didn't have any idea about my sexuality or what I liked or or what I didn't like, at no point did I ever feel shame about it with him, Mm -hmm. right? If I, even now, if he wants to have sex and I don't, but I want to have an orgasm, I'm like, can we just can we just have talk sex and let me play with my vibrator? <laughs> and he never ever he never takes personally. And this is what I'm saying about this. When we think about, we circle back to the story about the guy whose whose wife doesn't want to have sex with him, and he's watching porn. Um, it, it, he never makes me feel bad about taking care of and ownership of my own pleasure mm. because he knows me taking care of me and my own pleasure is not a reflection of him. And his desire.
0: Interesting. His desirability. I love that. See, and, and I have a real struggle. Re- not that long ago, uh, I had something with my partner where um, I, I couldn't come, you know, it, every once in a while it happens. I don't know why it just took me a little longer. We started out with like a funky position and that was kind of like freaking me out a
1: little. <laughs> he had her, you know, ears uh, up or her, her feet up by her ears.
0: He, my feet were by his ears. It, it was like a 69, but but he, I was on top of him, like if he was laying flat. So I was like on top of him with my. Your hoo ha in his face? Yeah. Okay. I'm just
1: trying to draw it. My yeah. And,
0: and it was fine. That's not bad at all. I've done that before. But for some reason, when I have to support my body weight, it's very hard for me to have an orgasm that way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, afterwards, he was like, you know, get it. Get your, get your O. Good for him. Which he's always. So I, try, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. That's good practice then. I know. Well, that's what I was going to say, you know, and he was like, how come, it felt so weird. And he was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just like, I'm not. Was he sitting at your feet when you were, was he sitting, where was he at? Right. So that was part of my issue is that he, you know, he's already had his O. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he's in that guy, I think like glazed afterglow, whatever mm-hmm. that, you know, sleepy time. That And and I was just like, well, I can just do this by myself. Like, I don't <laughs> really I, need you. <laughs> I don't really need you there. Like, you know. So I said to him later, you know, maybe if you were still a little involved, if you were kissing me or, you know, touching me in some way, shape or form, like I don't want to just Did you it. ask him to kiss you though? I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I mean... I didn't stick with it for very long because I was just like, Oh, whatever. Fuck it.
1: So sometimes that'll happen. Like he'll come first. And what 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 we do is I might if I wanna be played with, I'll say suck my nipples or kiss me or whatever, right. you know, I give him direction. But for the most part, I just kinda wanna be near him. Yeah. And you know, my I told you I love oral porn, so he'll make up a story or talk about a fantasy and that will
0: Oh that's easy, great. easy, easy money. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, this, I felt very detached from him, even though I think he had his hand on my leg. It wasn't like he was just like, he didn't like roll over and... and put know. his back to you and start no. snoring. <laughs> okay. It wasn't like that, but... Props to him. But, you know, I'll, and I said to him later, I said, look, you know, I'm not saying I'm never going to be able to do this, but for me, like that was just, it was just uncomfortable, but I'm not, I, I'll, maybe I'll get better at it. Like, let's, we'll keep trying it, you know? Well, maybe tell him to, to talk to you.
1: Mm. And even if what he's talking to you about is how hot everything was that you guys just did. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah, no,
0: that's a big turn on. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, as we're creating oh, foreplay gosh. and intimacy, right? Okay, I got go. to,
1: I got a thought. Because one of the things we've always done that I think is cool is you could sext your partner, even if you're in the same house. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, right? I, you could be sitting yeah. on the couch next to each other. I am like glued to my phone lately. Right. So, Ugh. so use it for something good. I send them a dirty picture. A dick pic. No. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's solicited. <laughs> Because we don't want her mad at you later. <laughs> and then it goes up on the wall. Can you
0: wall. imagine? Like she,
1: like, She's like, fucker, left his underwear on the floor again. I got this. <laughs> no, seriously. Send her, you know, or like one of the things I did today on FaceTime is I got dressed in something completely different than I'm wearing now. And it was really kind of far too sexy to come out here and do a podcast. Mm-hmm. But when I FaceTimed, when he when the FaceTime popped up, oh. I had angled down to so it. He's like, hello. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just something like that. You can the do little that things. even if you're living in the same house.
0: That is so true. Yeah.
1: So boosting the libido, it's a, it's a mind
0: game, you guys. It's a mind fuck. And it's a mind game. And it's a mindset. 100%. You know, you got to shift your focus on, you know, and, and try to step out of, The little things that you're focusing on, the underwear on the floor, the dishes, the this, the, that, shift your focus over to how appreciative you are of your partner. Right.
1: And of yourself. So let just really quick here. Monica and I have a... um there's a perception. Let me, language is better. There's a perception that Monica and I are having sex all the time because we have a sex <laughs> podcast. Right. <laughs> I can say 100% I am a more sexual, sensual being since starting the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Agreed? I would agree with that.
1: Okay. For sure. All right. Because we've decided to do this show and make sex a priority.
0: Well, and also we've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. You, you know, right. So there are a lot of things that... I would, you know, when I'm masturbating, I'm trying new things, things that we talk about here, you know? Like, oh, I found my G-spot the other day for the first time and was like, holy crap. there it
1: is. (laughs) Shit,
0: because I thought I was just born without one for the longest time. Way to go. So, you know, yeah, no, for sure. So,
1: because we've made sex a priority in our show, and then, of course, it bleeds over into our personal life, our sex lives are better. Mm -hmm. You're listening to this show make a decision to make it better. Make a decision to make whatever you've got going on, I don't care how great it is, up your game. Mm-hmm. Because you can't lose by going up 1% and you still win.
0: Well, I was going to... And that was what I was just about to say. Is And that's really well said. And and you know, it's a win-win. It's a win for both. It's a win for the team.
1: Yes, it's go team. And if your partner is not on board with go team... You keep make them raising. listen
0: to this podcast. No.
1: That's what Monica said. I like your game even better. Turn this show on. Play it throughout turn the house. Turn this show on. Yeah. Subliminally, as you go to bed, <laughs> click the show. Turn it on. Honey, this is so good for us. It soothes us <laughs> as we go to sleep. Do whatever you have to do to make you feel good about you, because I promise you, you're going to feel good about them if you feel good about you. That's true. That is so, true. All right, as we get out of here today. Stay sexy. And make love to you first. Oh, that's great. Thank you.